EO Fire 1,339. Never give equity in your company to someone who has skills that you can simply hire and fire. Hey, Fire Nation, and welcome to EO Fire, where I chat with inspiring entrepreneurs seven days a week. If you're ready to set and accomplish your number one goal in 100 days, text JOURNAL to 33444 and ignite. Boom! Shake the room, Fire Nation. JLD here, and I am fired up to bring you our featured guest today, Jana Francis. Jana, are you prepared to ignite? I am so ready. Yes! Jana is the founder of the Daily Deal website, Steals.com. Founded in 2008, she turned her idea into a multi-million dollar enterprise without loans or investors. She's an Entrepreneur of the Year finalist in Utah, a mom of three, and known for using social media to create genuine relationships with her fans. Jana, take a minute, fill in some gaps from that intro, and give us just a little glimpse in your personal life. Sure. So... I started the business in 2008, so we're actually, ironically, this Thursday is the eight-year anniversary of starting the business, yes. And I started the business with nothing but $5,000, a dream, and a desktop computer. (laughs) And it's it's kind of crazy to look back and see how far we've come in these eight years. I'm very reflective this week because of that you know, impending anniversary. We're doing lots of celebrations on our website for what we call birthday week. And it's fun to celebrate <laughs> that with our, with our customers alike. And that's why I love doing what I do because I get to talk to people like you, Jana, who have literally started just, you know, less than even a decade ago with just a laptop and an idea. And, you know, what you've grown into now is so exciting, you know, all while being, by the way, Fire Nation, a mom of three. So really cool stuff on a lot of levels. Now, I do have to say, even though 2008 was eight years ago, I can't imagine that steals.com was available as a URL. So can you kind of quickly tell us how you acquired that domain? Yes. So when I first started the company, I started with just babysteals.com. So um, I'll talk about you know the, the idea behind why I created it. But when I started with just babysteals, um, I did not have steals.com. You're exactly right. It was taken at the time, but it wasn't necessarily being used. It was just maybe like an affiliate. It was just like a, a little affiliate site. There really wasn't any business behind it of, of any kind, but it was taken. So at the night before I launched babysteals.com, I thought to myself, you know, we're going to start getting a lot of attention around. Once we get started, people will start thinking, oh, well, baby steals is cool, but I want to start, um, you know, one for crafting or whatever. And so I ended up buying hundreds of domains that steals. Yes. The night before I launched and we continue to buy domains to this day. We have, (laughs) you know, about 340, I think at this point, I guess a legitimate expense line item with your business. Absolutely. (laughs) For trademark protection and all that kind of stuff even. So we, we now operate four daily deal sites, but Um, about two years into the business, I got contacted by someone who at the time owned steals.com and said, you know, they wanted, they wanted to sell me the domain, but the price was absolutely out of reach. And let's say, what was the price? I think it was like $289,000 that they wanted. Yeah. And that was, that was at the time a little rich for my blood, but over the course of another year and a half, we just continued to negotiate 
and was able to get it to a price that you know felt a little bit more realistic. And give us so- the best range you're willing to. Uh, we we paid. Um, I don't know that I've actually ever told anyone what yes. we paid. Um, we paid eighty seven thousand five hundred dollars. Wow! So you took about two hundred thousand dollars off. Boom. Yeah. Yep. And so we we bought it in two thousand and eleven, and we were able to then you know call the company steals.com. We we named the company Steel Network at the time that knowing that we did not have um, you know steals.com, but. That was what we called the company. It was a network of daily deal sites, right? Steel Network. And that still is the name of our company to this day, but public facing to consumers. You know, we go by we go by steals.com. And, and then we were able to combine all the carts and go under the steals.com domain and redirect um, the other sites. We, we lost a lot of SEO in the process, mm. but uh, but it was a benefit for the customers to be able to combine their orders all into one and shop for multiple sites at the same time you know, and not have to pay shipping for all the different sites. So Janet, that is a fascinating story. And I'm glad that I got you to make the big reveal here on EO Fire. Fire Nation, I push for you, you guys. I know you want to hear this stuff because I do too. Now let's just talk for a second about revenue. What are the ways that you at steals.com generate revenue as a business? Yeah, so we are strictly B2C. The only way we generate revenue, our literally our only revenue stream is the purchasing of the product by the consumers. And what exactly is the product? So it's something different every day. So the way steals.com works is every morning at 8 a.m. Pacific time on all four of our websites, we have baby steals, kids steals, scrapbook steals, and she steals.com, which is all products for women. We have a new high quality brand at the best price online until it sells out and it's something new every day at 8 a.m. So it's simply the, the cons- we just basically essentially partner with the manufacturers and work with them on a promotion of their product for that 24 hours and the consumer and we buy it less than what we sell it for essentially. I love that because it's just like the new way that business can be run now these days. And there's actually a great movie that's out. Jennifer Lawrence is the uh, main character in it. And it's about like the beginnings of QVC back in the nineties and how people would sell from, you know, actually TV, like that was a huge new concept. Like you didn't sell from TV back then. And now like QVC came in and they did. And she was like this story of a mom who invented this mop. And now she's sold hundreds of thousands of mops on QVC. But you know, that wasn't just like a huge success story because there was like, you know, manufacturing issues, et cetera. And now here we are, you know, literally 20 years from that. And this is Fire Nation, the new thing. So, you know, always just keep your finger on the pulse. Like just figure out, hey, what's going on, you know, in this world and how can I get in front of that and do a great land grab like Jana did, you know, with steals and all that that included. Now, I want to move forward, Jana, because it hasn't all been rainbows and unicorns. You've had your struggles, your obstacles, your challenges throughout, no doubt. But what is your biggest challenge that you've ever faced? And the actual way that I like to phrase this is your worst entrepreneurial moment. So take us to that time Mm. in your journey and tell us that story. There's many, as you said, you know, being an entrepreneur, you run into, you, you experience almost everything. But there's only one worst. Yeah, there's only one worst. And for me, I would have to say laying off employees. I really would. It, it, um, it's horrifying because you, okay. So that's an overall experience that you've done multiple times. Mm -hmm. Take us to the moment of the worst one of those firings and walk us through that. Oh, wow. Yeah. So actually laying off somebody who was an executive in the company and he had worked for us 
this is a little bit confidential, I suppose, but um, around a year and a half and loved, loved working with him. Um, felt like, you know, he had, he had done everything he knew how to do and everything he could to, you know, push the business forward and to, you know, really um, assist me and my CEO on the, on the management of the business. And there became a harsh reality that I had to look at and realize that the impact I had to realize that the business model without funding, meaning we, you know, we've grown completely bootstrapped. Right. So we don't have a gigantic company um, in comparison to a lot of other e-commerce, yet we were expecting it to grow um, at, a, at a pretty big clip. And when we hired um, you know, exec- an executive level um, employee to support, you know, us, meaning myself, the, who's the president and my CEO, we were on a really high growth trajectory. And then the growth started to slow down. And even though he was, you know, this, this, this employee was, um, you know, he was second in command, essentially, and, and working really hard, doing everything he knew how to do. We had to realize that since the company wasn't growing, we simply could not afford the salary on the payroll. It was very, very, very expensive for us. And how'd you do it? Did you do it face to face? Did you bring him into the office? Like how'd that conversation go? Yep. So we, we did. We just had to, once we made the, the realization that we, we can't continue on, we have to, you know, relieve the business of the, of the, the payroll. Um, it was, it was gut wrenching. I'll never forget the night before I could not sleep. Ugh. Um, I was just absolutely devastated. And, um, because the, the thing is firing people is really hard. Very but laying off someone is even harder because they didn't necessarily do anything wrong. And it's really confusing to them as an individual. I think it's worse, honestly, I think it's worse to get laid off than fired Mm. for your emotional state because you tried your best and it just wasn't good enough. Yeah, deep down when you get fired, like you know there's probably a good reason why you got fired. Like you can like look at your core and say, I just wasn't all there. I wasn't showing up. I wasn't giving my best. But when you get laid off for reasons like you're sharing, that's just tough. I mean, how did he take it, Jana? He was uh, very, very professional about it, but was personally heartbroken. Okay. And it, it was it was horrifying. It was it was literally the hardest moment, you know, that that I can remember having in the business, sitting across from someone who was so smart, so mm. professional, such a good person, such a hard worker, and realizing that it's just not going to keep it's not going to work anymore. It was, um, it was devastating. So he, uh, it, it was very quick and very fast, but, uh, there were other things that made it even worse that I probably shouldn't get into on his personal side, but I hadn't realized that he had had personally one of the worst mornings of his life. And you can kind of imagine, but, and then we bring him in un- unrealizing what had just happened because wow. two weren't connected in any way, shape and form, but to lose your job, um, is hard enough, but, um, yeah, he was, he was uh, just in complete shock, I think. And usually when, when, when I fire someone, they're pretty clear at that point that, 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 that was just, they're not surprised, you know, because we've worked with them many, many times to correct whatever it was that was happening. So, well, Jana, thanks for sharing that. Cause I know that is a difficult story. And the last thing I'm just going to ask from that situation is just the one takeaway. Like what's the one thing that you want to make sure that our listeners fire nation learn from this story? You may be giving that person a gift because for whatever reason, whether you are fired or laid off, um, 
it wasn't working for both parties and it has to continue to work for both parties in order for, you know, the employment and everything to, to be great. But you have to, as, as an owner and a, and a manager and a boss and the entrepreneur, I have to realize I could be allowing them to go find something that is the perfect fit for them. Right. And sometimes that can even be being an entrepreneur. Yeah. And sometimes for people, that is the best thing that ever happened to them, although it doesn't feel like it at the time. I mean, even to use kind of a, a strange analogy, but I think it is kind of fitting here. You know, I've a lot of friends I've talked to over the years that just haven't been that happy in the committed relationship that they're in. And I'm like, why are you staying in a relationship that you're not super happy with? Because all you're doing is taking away opportunities for both you and your significant other to maybe find the right one because you're obviously not the right one for either one of you two if you're not happy right now. So it's it's about yeah. that fire nation. So, I mean, you can think about it in many different ways. You know, all we have is time. We have to really make sure that we're focused on the time. And to make it more specific, Jana, to this scenario, you know, one thing that I want to make sure Fire Nation really gets and understands is that you as an entrepreneur, as the CEO, as the founder and person that's running a business, you absolutely have an obligation to every single person you employ, 100%. But that might mean sometimes there's a bigger obligation you have to the company as a whole. Jana had to look at the balance sheet and she saw, wow, if this company is going to continue and be profitable and not go under and not just become bankrupt, then we have to make some really tough decisions. And if she hadn't made that really tough layoff, they might have gone under. And then not just her friends, he would have lost his job, of course, because the company was under, but every other person that was employed and was going to be employed in the future. So what's the bigger picture here, Fire Nation? Sometimes you have to think what's best for your company. And you, as a CEO and founder of your company, have an obligation to your company as a whole to grow and to make it better and to make the tough decisions sometimes to shrink it. So Janet, you shared that tough moment and I really do appreciate that. And we're going to move on to another story. This one's going to be a little more fun for you to relate because it's an aha moment that you've had in your journey and you've had a lot, but what is your greatest aha moment or one of your greatest? And really just take us down to that moment like you did in the worst moment and tell us that story. Yeah. So it would have to be in the creation of the business. Does that count? Yeah, totally. Okay. So when I, so I was the advertising and uh, advertising director for a large um, television website here in Salt Lake City, Utah called KSL.com. And I was, I had been in broadcast media for the same company, meaning selling radio and television and managing the people that do for years. And in advertising, I believed in one strategy, which was concentration, that instead of, you know, the spray and pray effort around advertising, a lot, a lot of companies, believe it or not, will take their budget and put, you know, uh, they'll just sparse it out over all the stations in the, in the, you know, in the valley, for example, or in the state or wherever they're trying to reach. And that's what I would consider spray and pray. And I'd proven throughout the years with lots of advertisers that if you concentrate your marketing in one spot that works best, then you get a lot better results. So, that was something that I really wanted to test online once digital marketing, and this is clear back right. when it, it was relatively new, you know, this was like 2005 and six, but I was able to get um, some of our local big, big advertisers to, um, to believe in me enough to test that strategy online. And at the time it was very, you know, run of site, you get a hundred thousand impressions for this price and it was just CPM led. But I kept saying that there is more to digital than this and we can create bigger results for people than just the brokering of, you know, the brokering of, of just impressions. So 
I was able to test that and realized that concentration online worked just as good, if not better, than it did in broadcast media by one of the one of the big car dealerships locally um, agreed to take their entire monthly budget and that they did for digital, they had for digital and put it all in three days on nothing but a homepage takeover, wow. meaning all the ad slots on the homepage of our site they purchased and they spent their entire budget for the month in three days. And they believed in, they, they were willing to try it and it worked and it worked amazing. <laughs> so that was one thing that was happening in my professional career. Then in my personal side, here I am, I, I have, um, I have two boys and it had been six years since I had had a baby and I'm pregnant with a little girl. I'm looking online for the latest and greatest products for her because now I have this great career. You know, I can finally afford to spoil a baby, yet I didn't have time to go into the brick and mortar stores at all. And I assumed that there was a website out there that would spoon feed busy moms like me what was hip and trendy in the baby space. I assumed that that existed. And as I'm looking around, there was just, you know, e-commerce at the time as well was very, women were very underserved in e-commerce. It was just a picture and a price and maybe a little bit of a description, but you really didn't get the whole picture. You didn't understand the difference in quality between this one and that one, as an example. And so I kept thinking, oh, there's got to be a place that just spoon feeds busy moms like me one amazing items a day, item a day, keeps them, keeps you on trend and in the know, but gives it to you at a great deal at the same time. I assumed that a website like that, like that existed. When I realized it didn't, that is when I started thinking, okay, wait a minute, this doesn't exist. And I really, by the way, this is long before Groupon, um, who really became synonymous with the daily deal space. Right. We, sta- we started a good eight months before them. We just didn't have enough marketing budget to, <laughs> to come in with fire, which well, is- And maybe of- that wasn't the kind of company you wanted to build either. Absolutely. I did not create this business um, with an exit plan, right. right? I did not start it to go get investors to then cash out in three years. I didn't even know what that meant at the time, right? It was simply just, I have a need. This is what I want for a busy mom like me. And oh my word, this, <laughs> I wonder, I'm a really smart girl. I, I wonder if I could create this. And that was my aha moment. So the aha moment really was when I realized it didn't exist. I was look here. I was in you know advertising and marketing and think on digital specifically at the time and thinking a homepage takeover for a local advertiser worked unreal. What if I took that to a global scale by niche, and I created the site that I want? Like let's and I literally came up with the name in the middle of the night. Totally cliche. Babysteals.com. I thought of it in the <laughs> middle of the night. That's really what happened. And I ran down and bought the domain, meaning. I didn't have a laptop. I had to run down to my little desktop computer. Turn it on, like wait for it to boot up. Absolutely. (laughs) All the time being like, is somebody trying to buy babysteals.com right now? Am I going to miss this? Like, it's so funny when we actually have that idea. Oh my word, you just nailed it. That's exactly what I was thinking. That's so funny. So anyway, I realized if I partnered with the best brands and figured out what those were on my own, gave them a global marketing opportunity uh, basically a homepage takeover, which is exactly what we do eight right. years later. It's still our same model. Um, then I wonder, I wonder if that would work as well. And sure enough, I was right. So my aha moment really was that just the realization that, um, you know, the same marketing strategy could apply not only online, but, um, you know, the niche I c- could say, I should say in this case was, was ge- geography because KSL is a, you know, local, it's the NBC affiliate in Salt right. Lake City. So um, it's a local um, so it's, it's niche by being local, I guess I should say, but, 
but by um, by interest, I thought, whoa, interest could go global. And that is exactly so babies, kids. And if it works for babies and kids, then why wouldn't it work for women's products? And then why wouldn't it work for cooking? And why wouldn't it work for fitness? And, you know, the possibilities are endless. And what I yep. really want to dive into here, Fire Nation, is a massive takeaway that I want you to have from Gianna's aha moment is that Hey, she just had her eyes open. Her ears were open. She was looking around in this world and she decided to fill a void that she knew existed. And, you know, that great quote by Gandhi, be that change you wish to see in the world. She wanted that. She was a mother, you know, she was going to have a child and she wanted this solution. So she knew other mothers must want that same solution as well. And she was passionate about it. So she went and did that. And I love how she ended it. I did that by niche. Like she went down, she didn't try to beat everyone to everything. That wasn't the kind of company she was trying to build. Now, Jana, let's bring you forward to today. Cause I am curious, you know, you're about to hit your eight year anniversary. What is the one thing that has you most fired up today? The thing that I'm fired up the most about right now is getting investors for my business. I, I have never ever had, um, incineration put on this, this vehicle, right? We have grown completely organically from day one. And I believe that, you know, now eight years in, we're at a point where the organic growth, you know, it's in studying companies and talking to lots and lots and lots of other entrepreneurs, especially when I was, um, you know, nominated as entrepreneur of the year in Utah in uh, 2012 and 13, I was able to go to the national conference. Wow and was able to talk to some of the best entrepreneurs in the world for a week. It was a week-long conference. And almost every single one of them said, at about six years, you hit this plateau where you need to make a decision. Every business that starts this way has to look itself in the eye and say, "We're, you know, do, is it time to take investors? And that's assuming you, you don't have them already. And so... You know, I'm a little late to that game considering it's eight years in now, but... Listen, a lot of people say a lot of things, though. I mean, Fire Nation, when you hear something, you know, I mean, you get to apply it to yourself. And that's so important. And Jana, I'm really glad that you did because yeah. I feel like you know your company. You have the finger on the pulse. And, you know, whatever way you go forward with, I mean, it's going to be right for your company. Yeah, absolutely. So, so that's what I'm most fired up about now because I really want to see this brand... Um, be as big as it possibly can be because we've got it dialed, meaning we have a great customer experience. We have a beautiful, uh, you know, return rate with our customers. We have great brand equity. Um, and now it's time to really, you know, put some fuel on the fire and, and see what this, see how big this company can really get. Well, Jana, we have some fuel for the fire that's coming up in the lightning round, but we're going to take a quick minute to thank our sponsors. Fire Nation, we all want protection for our business, but the struggle is finding an attorney who's affordable. Lucky for us, that struggle disappears with Law Trades. Law Trade services are half the price of big law firms because they cut traditional law firm overhead, leaving you with extra cash in your pocket to invest in your business. Law Trades is also unique because their invite-only community of attorneys all have an average of 10 years legal experience and have rendered work for companies like Google, Apple, and more. All you have to do is tell Law Trades what you need and within minutes, you'll get a free flat fee quote. No more mysterious hourly rates or surprise fees. Best of all, you only pay after you approve your lawyer's work. Lawtrays prize themselves on fast and friendly customer support. Whether you're looking to incorporate your business, register a trademark, or prepare a contract, no project is too big or small. Visit lawtrades.com slash fire now and get $100 off your first legal project. That's lawtrades.com. 
T-R-A-D-E-S dot com slash fire. Jana, are you prepared for the lightning rounds? I am ready. (laughs) What was holding you back from becoming an entrepreneur? The belief that I could actually do it. What is the best advice you've ever received? Jana, you really need to be in sales. (laughs) What is a personal habit that contributes to your success? Daily discipline. If I'm trying to hit a goal, I do not go to bed until I've taken a step forward on that goal. Can you share an internet resource like Evernote with Fire Nation? Slack is Mm. an unbelievable way to communicate with large teams remotely. Just recommend one book for our listeners and why. Permission Marketing by Seth Godin. The reason is he basically epitomizes everything I just said around niche communities and marketing and meaning something to someone. And permission marketing is a beautiful write-up of exactly what that means. Gianna, I want to end today on fire with you sharing a parting piece of guidance, the best way that we can connect with you, and then we'll say goodbye. Never give equity in your company to someone who has skills that you can simply hire and fire. And what I mean by that is they have to have some kind of a trait, some kind of knowledge, something above and beyond what you can just go out and hire and fire. I have been very, very fortunate with the business partner that I chose, but I have seen many, many, many businesses fail this last eight years. And it almost always is for one of two reasons. And one of them is that the business partners didn't get along. What is the best way that we can connect with you? Best way to connect with me is probably... um, Twitter or Snapchat. So on Twitter, I'm Jana underscore Steels. And I'm on Snapchat, I'm Jana Steels, no underscore. Love it. And I'm going to follow you on Snapchat, Jana. I hope you follow me at John Lee yes. Dumas on Snapchat because I have a lot of fun on there as well. So uh, look forward to your future snaps. And Fire Nation, you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. And you've been hanging out with JF and JLD today. So keep <laughs> up the heat and head over to eofire.com. Just type Jana, J-A-N-A in the search bar. Her show notes page will pop up with everything that we've been talking about today. And Jana, I just want to thank you for sharing your journey with Fire Nation today. And for that, we salute you and we'll catch you on the flip side. Thank you. Love it. Having a solid legal team behind your business helps your business thrive. If you're looking for amazing legal support, visit lawtrades.com slash fire to find and hire a great attorney. Plus, you'll get $100 off your first legal project. Lawtrades can help with services like forming your business, creating and reviewing contracts, protecting your intellectual property, fundraising, and much more. Just visit lawtrades.com slash fire to start your first project and get $100 off today. Fire Nation, thank you for listening to EO Fire. Visit eofire.com for entrepreneurial resources, free trainings on how to podcast and host webinars, and so much more. Visit eofire.com and ignite.